Welcome to episode 130 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing why we don't meal prep, how some days in the gym feel better than others, the over-obsession with being neutral, and how everything works as long as it works for you. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. Boom. So, um, I was just away in Denver uh, for a bachelor party, and you had Kendrick all by yourself for the majority of it. You'd spent one day, I think, with your family, I spent almost two days with my parents, yeah, which was actually really, really nice. Solo parenting, shout out to anybody who's solo parenting right now, because it is a lot of work. yeah. Like, I don't even realize, some days that you're at work, I am with him for the most part of the day, and... That, for some reason, like, knowing that you're coming home to do the bedtime routine or whatever, like, it just makes it, makes the day a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, But having, it's just so daunting to think about having the entire day from start to finish be dedicated to taking care of him. And so, yeah, it's it's a lot. It was a lot. So, I appreciate you while I spent four days out there. (laughs) Um, During the trip, one of, uh, one of my buddies was like, you know, like, you know, I'm so impressed with like what you're doing out there in social media, but like I just have one gripe. Like, what is the deal with that intro? It's like, why are you saying burning like that? And I was like, that's exactly why I do it. <laughs> yeah, because it bothers me so much. And that's like literally why you kept doing it. Because yeah. I was like, can you please stop? I thought it was a joke the first time. Yeah. And I was like, haha. And then the second you... time I was like, okay, no, this is not happening. And after episode 105, and I was like, you've, you've embraced it. You've I've embraced, embraced it. it. You actually included it in the outro. And I just like when people are like, hey, I have a burning question for you. Thank you. Thank you for having that. Um, anyway, we've got some topics to cover. Lauren's like, why, why are you talking about this? No, I just, I just still don't. I've embraced it, but I don't love yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, maybe there'll be a better intro that comes along, but. Yeah, um, anyone who has ideas. Until next time. <laughs> let us know. All right. What do cool. you got for me? Oh, you all right. Oh, we got, we got, we got topics. Um, yeah. So. The first thing that I wanted to address, and we've talked about this um, a couple times before, but um, this keeps getting brought up by people that DM us and also like people that we work with um, at Achieve, but just what is the reason why we don't like to meal prep personally? Um, so I guess we don't meal prep in like the traditional sense yeah. of when, when we think about meal prep, and I think when a lot of people think, like they hear the word meal prep, they're yeah. thinking about rows of Tupperware filled with like perfectly... Um, portioned out chicken breast and broccoli and rice or something right. like that or sweet potato if you you know are scared <laughs> of carbs um, and so we don't do that in the traditional sense where we have an, a week's worth of meals just kind of like spread out and stacked up in our refrigerator yeah, right yeah. Um, and the reason that we don't do that is I just don't right now I just don't have the time to dedicate to doing it yeah um, and it is something that does like pe- people's argument is always like well it saves you so much time in the grand scheme of things right yeah. like if you dedicate two hours of time to doing this on a sunday then like it saves you time for the entire week um and that is true like there's definitely truth to that yeah. and there's also truth to being so busy that you don't have a two or three hour <laughs> block of time to dedicate or being a parent or whatever it is that yeah. it's it can be hard to do that right. and so you can find other creative ways to still cook healthy meals that you can do day, every day as opposed to prepping it out for the week yeah um, yeah i think when people see they just assume that fitness professionals have like 35 pieces of tupperware all filled <laughs> with chicken and broccoli and brown rice and it's all portioned out 
perfectly to a scale like throughout the course of the week right and then you see a lot of these diets that have people do that and they're very effective especially yeah. if it fits into your lifestyle yeah but if it doesn't that's when it starts to get a little bit tricky and a little bit um you know potentially like you're you're failing the diet if you can't you know do that perfect kind of like portioning out every single day of the week yeah exactly and also the i i you and i actually both don't mind repeating the same meals over yeah. and over so that's something when i cook food i always just cook more than we need right. so i do always make sure that i'm cooking like whatever i'm preparing i'm gonna make a portion for like that would serve six people so that we can eat it for the next couple of days yeah um and so that's sort of my version of meal prep i would say is mm -hmm. that i'm gonna just always overcook or like you know over prepare whatever yeah. we're eating that day so that we can have it for lunch the next day and for dinner the next night right. or something like that um and so there are definitely ways to still make sure that you're being like proactive and making sure that you have meals ready for you mm -hmm. for the next couple of days because i think that the the worst thing is to feel like when you don't prepare anything, then your only option is to go grab fast food or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but at the same time, there are plenty of times that we haven't had time to cook and we do order Grubhub, like yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, or we go grab something you know, for takeout and we just try to make really good choices there. Yeah. And I think that that's something that people don't think that they can do is make good choices when they're eating out. Um, people are like, oh, I like a lot of times when I talk to people about nutrition, I ask them what they struggle with. One of their answers is like, oh, I eat out a lot. Yeah. And I don't think that that's necessarily a struggle yeah. unless you're not able to or unaware of how to make really good choices while you're eating out. Right. Um, but when we eat out, we're we're always just looking for a place that we can get a high quality protein, vegetable and carb. Yeah. And really, if you can put those things together in a meal, it doesn't matter who prepared them. Like, mm -hmm. yes, they might have used an oil that you wouldn't use at home. <laughs> yes, they might have put a little more salt than you would have put at home. Like there are those little details. But mm -hmm. I guess for us where we're at in our lives, those little details just aren't that important to us that we still feel like overall we're getting really healthy foods in. We're, we're making sure that we're getting vegetables in at every meal. Like we're making sure that we get protein yeah. in every meal and who prepared it or how it was prepared isn't going to be the end of the world if yeah. it's not perfect. Right? Yeah. And I, I'm kind of thinking of an analogy right now where, you know, you can pass a test by being super structured with your homework and having flashcards and having like just like these deadlines of like, I need to read this chapter by this date and this chapter by that date. Or you can cram all the night before or you can have a little bit of a less, you know, more of a free flowing approach and everyone can still do really well on the test at the end yeah. of the day. Right. So it's just more about just figuring out what really works for you, your lifestyle, what keeps you sane um, and just finding out what works for you yeah, yeah exactly so if meal prepping works for you great like there's nothing yeah. there's nothing wrong with it it's and it's great it really is great we used to do it a lot more mm -hmm. and it did save some time in the grand scheme of things or it made yeah. us eat out less and save some money really yeah. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things um but when it doesn't work for you that doesn't mean that you're going to then just like go off the rails and that you can't eat healthy like totally. you can still have a much a really healthy lifestyle even if you don't meal prep to a tea every single time yeah, yeah. perfect cool um that was Did my you just ESPN get an ESPN alert? alert? <laughs> Silence my phone now. It's live. Right. I love it. Is that because you have a draft coming up? Um, no, actually, I just uh, I actually just haven't turned off that notification. Oh, you just but get alerts. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, now I want to know what's the hot news. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott um, still hasn't signed with the Cowboys yet. Oh, that's not that important. I don't feel like that needs to be alerted. Yeah. But, oh well. Anyway, Breaking all right. News. I have fantasy football. <laughs> I have a question for you, Jason. Yep. So you actually put up a post on Instagram uh, maybe a week ago that mm -hmm. was uh, some people might have seen it. It was like some days I feel like this in the gym, and other days I feel like that. Yeah. And one of the, the first picture was you doing like a perfect squat and the second one was like a crooked squat <laughs> making a funny face and so basically the point of the post was 
you know, some days are going to feel really great and other days aren't. And yeah. how do you deal with that? Yeah. Um, that, and that post actually ended up resonating with a lot of people um, because like when you're a beginner, every single time you hit the gym, like you're probably going to PR something fresh and new is going to happen. You're going to pick up a new skill. Like something gets better literally every single time. Mm-hmm. There comes a point in time when you start to enter into more of like an intermediate category where you're already getting closer and closer to your ceiling. So there's a lot more kind of like, there's a lot less sort of like wiggle room there. And so when that's the case, some workouts are gonna feel awesome where everything just feels easy, super fast, you're able to kill it. And other days you're so close to your ceiling that it's just gonna feel tougher, more sluggish. You might not be able to hit numbers that you hit even the previous week or the previous month or year. Um, And you can really quickly get into a cycle of like, What's happening? Am I getting weaker? Like, am I getting, uh, you know, less fit? Whatever it might be, you start to have those doubts. Mm. And the post that I just wanted to put out was just to trust the process, keep getting your workouts in. Just because you didn't hit your numbers from the week before doesn't mean that you had a bad workout necessarily. You're putting in the work, you're putting in volume, and your body will eventually adjust over time. And so it's important to look at it as, as you're getting closer to more of that intermediate and advanced stage, you're not gonna progress from workout to workout, but you will progress from week to week, from month to month, from year to year. So trust the process. Yeah, I think that's awesome. It definitely resonated with people. And I literally had the experience today. Yeah. <laughs> um, this morning before we came in, Jason and I got a workout together. Um, and so you saw me, obviously. The first workout in like t- 10, months. 10 months, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never get to work out together yeah. anymore. And that was really fun just yeah. to be side by side. Um, and so I asked you to give me a spot on my bench. And I had mm-hmm. told you ahead of time, I was like, the they've been getting hard like the lifts have been getting heavy but i think i can do it and i was out i think 120 today and first one i made but my butt like definitely lifted off the bench so it wouldn't have counted in a meat setting yeah. um i was like all right let me try again second one i missed like i couldn't even get it off my chest yeah. we dropped down to 115 missed again and so i was like okay this is kind of a bummer like mm-hmm. i'm preparing for a meet i also right now i'm i keep telling myself like i don't care about numbers i'm trying to be really you know not worry about being competitive anything like that but I also have to understand myself and know that I'm naturally competitive and so it was it bummed me out like Mm. I was pretty bummed out at first and so this kind of conversation we've had so many times and so I was able to pretty quickly get myself out of that spiral of being like what happened why am I why am I not hitting my numbers I should be able to do this yeah to being like what is my reason for being here right now yeah like what's my main reason my reason for working out is my physical and emotional health. I want to feel and be strong, mm-hmm. like, and I want to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, those are the reasons that I exercise. It's yeah. not to compete in a powerlifting meet and and get a PR. Yeah. Like, that's nice. It's a bonus, but my my real why is just to feel good and to be emotionally happy and so what I did was I was like all right I'm gonna drop the weights I'm gonna do some sets to get some volume in so I'm not like ditching this the whole bench press in you know forever I'm just like gonna get some volume in and I'm gonna do something fun and I went and did some muscle ups because it made me feel good made me feel strong and I was like all right I'm back on track I'm here I feel good I'm strong like that's that's actually that's actually a really good strategy especially if you are if you tend to be a little bit more of a competitive person and you can get down on yourself and you recognize that and you're not going to just be like oh just because i listen to this podcast like i'm going to be all <laughs> great um but to kind of like shift the strategy a little bit where you actually ended up doing something that felt like you accomplished something that felt fun um that wasn't going to affect your training like the next day right. um and yeah it just ended up working out really well yeah and then i went i got back on the program like i literally did a couple and i was like i feel fine i feel yeah. good i'm happy <laughs> i did something fun and yeah. now i'm going to do the rest of my program and and follow along as 
Yeah, and this is something that happens with our uh, our members quite a bit, um, where you know they will have just had their max out day, where mm-hmm. they've tested out their max on their bench press, deadlift, and squat, um, or like um, you know like they've uh, gotten their first pull up. And then they test it out like a week or two later. They're like, oh, I, I can't hit the numbers that I hit for my max out mm. day or I can't get my pull up anymore. And the thing that we have to relate to them is that because they are a lot more advanced, you know, now these physical feats that they're attaining are things that they've sort of peaked for. Right. Mm. Just like right. how a marathon runner, they peak for a marathon. They just can't keep a marathon Always in their back pocket. Right? right. And so it's important, again, just to know that if you are a little bit more intermediate or advanced, like you're not going to be able to maintain some of these things across the board like you can't maintain your highest back squat deadlift bench press you can't maintain all of your pull-ups like something's got to give because you're getting to that point and just to know that you'll get it back really quickly as long as you reprioritize it Mm. but there will be kind of a balance of priorities at that point exactly yeah yeah great all right i have a question for you cool (laughs) (laughs) um so this is one that's uh just kind of like in the fitness industry we're seeing a lot which is sort of this obsession with being in a neutral position yeah um and which is good i mean we like to be in neutral (laughs) um but it's become such an obsession that we think sometimes it has gone a little too far and could actually maybe negatively impact some movement yeah yeah definitely and you know for the most part we usually recommend neutral you know like as kind of kind of kind of like a thing but it's more like a a guideline of like hey let's try to stay away from being like overly flexed one way or overly extended the other way let's try to be in this sort of neutral range i guess and there's no perfect neutral for each and every person because neutral is different for every person and we kind of define it as more of a range and Mm -hmm. we kind of just give it the eye test like do they feel relatively in the middle or they do they look overly extended overly flexed in which case then we're going to kind of like coach our members out of that situation right and just for our listeners we're talking about like spine position yeah 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 exactly from kind of like from your neck position all the way down to your lower back position keeping that as a neutral posture and neutral isn't straight Right? right. So it your upper back has a slight curve, mm-hmm. um, like slight rounded curve, like a C, and then your or no, like a reverse C, <laughs> and then your lower back has like an actual C. So yeah. it's like a looks little, like yeah, it looks like an S. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's like not not excessively curved in either direction. Yeah. Or that neutral wouldn't be excessively curved, just a slight curve in either direction. Right. So people who are like outside of neutral are either really rounded over, really arched, or mm-hmm. are going in the opposite direction of that natural curve. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And so when we, you know, hear about people with like a neutral spine posture, you know, I think it can go too far where if someone is deadlifting and their neck is slightly extended, people are like, oh, my God, like the person's neck is going to explode. They're not in neutral spine posture. Um, And I think that can be a a negative, especially when you have to take a look at the movement at hand. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a deadlift or let's say a kettlebell swing or an Olympic lift where your torso is coming down, but then it's coming back up your your body is going to follow wherever your head goes and if you keep your head perfectly down and neutral then it could possibly limit your ability to extend upwards and this becomes especially important for more ballistic movements like kettlebell swings and olympic lifts like you're not going to see an olympic lifter be able to explode uh extend explosively um, without getting their head back into a more of an extended pattern. Um, Same thing with kettlebell swings. Like if you try to keep perfectly neutral, you're going to limit your power potential on the way back up. And so that's where it's like, you know, neutral has to be a little bit more of a range. There has to be a lot more flexibility with it. And it can't sap the person's um, athletic potential Mm. because you're trying to 
make everything perfect from like a goniometer like measurement standpoint right um so that's where we kind of like draw the line there we like to say neutral just to be like cover our bases um but we view it as more of a range than like an exact degree yeah definitely and also like depending on like you were just getting at depending on what they're doing is mm -hmm. also gonna affect what we kind of expect out yeah of that's their true positioning yeah. as well like if you're gonna do a heavy deadlift and you're trying to and you're doing like a slow grind mm -hmm. we can be more neutral or we can aim to be more neutral because yeah. we don't have to do anything fast we don't have to be ballistic we don't have to lead with our head to like help everything kind of go quickly mm -hmm. um so that maybe is a time where we can try to aim for more neutral because you are putting a lot of load you're like yeah. lifting a lot of load, load on your system yeah definitely. um and so but yeah when you're doing a kettlebell swing and it's not like a super heavy kettlebell swing or even if it is a super heavy kettlebell swing yeah. you do need a little bit of extension to just aid in that ballistic movement for it yeah. so yeah i mean it just I mean, it's one of those things where we always are so annoying and say it depends, <laughs> but that's always the answer. Yeah. Um, and same thing, actually, another example is uh, crawling. When people crawl with extremely neutral posture, you know, that ends up turning their bodies into more of like a like, flexed over posture at the right, end of the day because right. they're looking down. We like to advocate for a little bit more of a slight extension or looking straight ahead. Right. We think it helps to set the, the spine posture better um, and just looks better overall. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, all right. Cool. So don't be too obsessed with being neutral. <laughs> Um, okay, and the last one we have is I lost. Okay, here it is. <laughs> um, uh, basically, what are your thoughts on diets and just the way people, I guess, oversell one diet is better than the other, and like it's like a new magic pill pops up every couple of years or so yeah so yeah we talk about diets um on here a lot and mm -hmm. I, but i think it's important because that's definitely when you even look in the health section of any like news outlet or magazine like diets are or whatever the newest diet trend yeah. it's all over it mm -hmm. um and so i think that we've talked about diets work for some people they don't work for others like all that kind of stuff but i think what we want to talk about today is just coming at it from like as the person receiving the information about a diet mm -hmm. sort of come understanding who's speaking to you and what their motives or intentions might be. Yeah. Um, because oftentimes when somebody is really pushing a diet, they have either a financial reason for doing so, mm. or it's going to boost their like position at a company or different things like that, that they're trying to put this diet on you for their own personal gain. Yeah. Um, and that's, like it almost it just like sucks to even say <laughs> like I hate even saying it because yeah. I'm like I hate the idea that people are are doing that but it's the truth like it really is happening and especially if they're doing anything that involves any kind of pyramid scheme or anything like that yeah. where they are going to get more money for the more people that they get on board with their diet or their supplement or whatever it is yeah um and so I think that I just what we want to do is just kind of make sure that everybody has a lens of like questioning why somebody might be talking to them about a diet or why somebody might be selling them on a supplement, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, the biggest thing when you're talking to someone, if they just flat out say like, Hey, you need to, you need to do X, Y, and Z diet, then automatically you can kind of disqualify their advice yeah. because they have to take the time to listen to what you're doing currently yeah. and then dish out the device advice after that, that fits whatever your situation is. Right. 
But if they just go like, oh, hey, like what's going on? And then somehow nutrition and diet comes into the equation and they say, oh, you have to do paleo. You have to do keto. You have to do if it fits your macros. You have to do all this stuff. Then they're just throwing their agenda upon you, right? right? So, but if you explain, or if they ask you and you explain to them that, you know, you've got a very specific situation, you've got a very specific training goal and you do CrossFit or you do whatever, you know, and then they give you the advice because of X, Y, and Z reasons, you know, then it's valid, right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's a huge point is that if they're, if they seem invested in your reasons for wanting to make a change to your diet or if they if you go to somebody else and you say this is what i want to accomplish what would you recommend this is my like these are the things that are in my control these are the things that are out of my control like really give them your situation and then they say based on that um i actually think that this diet or this plan or making these changes would be best for you right you and they actually hear what you said and they they modify their advice to what you said. Yeah, exactly. That means that they're really trying to help. Um, But if there is no modification to the advice, if it's like you have to stick to this or else it doesn't work, or like if you can't do everything in this diet, then you shouldn't even try. Like things like that, like which you hear all the time is just – it's not helpful advice, and clearly they have some other sort of agenda. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, yeah, especially if they like push, let's say, keto, and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh – and in order to do keto, you have to buy 36 of these keto cans of, <laughs> yeah. of energy drinks <laughs> or whatever, <laughs> whatever it might be. But yeah, if you're just listening at home, it's, you know, it all diets work at some level. They all work like it started with like Atkins, Zone, Weight yeah. Watchers, Paleo, if it fits your macros, intermittent fasting, now <laughs> keto, like they all work well. You just have to figure out if they're going to work well for you in your specific situation. Right. And a lot of times people will go through it and they go through each and every diet thinking it's the next best thing because of all these fitness marketers and all the products and all that. And the, the big problem with like yo-yo dieting is because they're so restrictive and because it's such like a, a pass or fail kind of like diet scheme, it just ends up putting people in a position to fail really yeah yeah. and so that's why we like to espouse more of like an intuitive and flexible eating thing Um, but we're definitely not opposed to people trying out diets and then understanding taking the benefits of that diet dialing it back and then doing like paleo ish keto ish (laughs) like intermittent fasting ish and figure out what works for them but not be so involved in one specific way because that's just going to set you up uh, you know poorly yeah exactly i think being really dogmatic with the the actual diet itself is what tends to set you up for failure but we have been able to kind of create this more intuitive eating style because at least I have gone through almost all of these diets and figured out like okay this actually worked really well like a lot of the diets when you take them down to the the ground level they're trying to get you more vegetables more protein and better carbs or less carbs yeah um which sometimes the less carbs go a little too far yeah. <laughs> um sometimes the more protein goes a little too far like sometimes they take these ratios and kind of like really go all out too with them crazy or with they them. Yeah. worry so much about like too much fat or not enough fat or whatever but at the base level like making sure that you're getting high quality like real foods yeah. is is the idea of most of these diets. And then they just make these one or two changes and call it something different and sell it. Yeah. And that's... It's, it's calorie restriction with macronutrient manipulation. Manipulation, yeah. And that's really every single diet that there is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. once you figure that out, you can say like, okay, you know what? I, I can make sure that I'm getting adequate protein. I can make sure that I'm getting vegetables with every meal. I can eat some good fruits. I can eat some good fats and I can make sure that I'm getting some carbs in and that's going to really set me up for success in the long run. Um, and not worry so much about the exact 
ratios of every, each one of those things. Exactly. Um, and so, but like you said, it is hard to just do that without having ever experimented or experienced any sort of diet. So mm-hmm. if you do want to do that, if you want to try out a diet, I would say go for it without the idea, like without the um, thought while you're going into it that it's going to be this life-changing mm-hmm. thing that's going to yeah. be sustainable forever. Like yeah. you could actually just go into it being like, this is an experiment that I'm going to try to just see what about it works and what about it doesn't work for me mm-hmm. and then modify it to my actual situation. Yeah, as a learning opportunity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And again, this is only advice if you actually want to, if you yeah. want to <laughs> change your body composition for whatever reason. For whatever reason but um, yeah. Yeah. Also, or just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> cool. All right. So we are at our final segment of oh. stories that make your heart sing. And today is my day. And this one isn't like this amazing story that's going to make you cry. I just thought it was really cute. Yeah. I just saw it. Um, so it Why was. I just start bawling. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> the puppy. You might not. It's almost a puppy. Instead, it's a cat. Um, well, it's about a man and, and some cats. So there's this 75 year old man who goes to, he visits an animal shelter. Well, he just walked into an animal shelter one day with a brush and was like, can I, br- can I come brush your cats? <laughs> and while he was brushing the cats, he fell asleep while he, like with a cat and started cuddling with the cats. And Is now, this a children's book that you read for no. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, so he, he now is known for going into the shelter and taking naps with the cats, with wow. the shelter cats, and they like cuddle with him and oh, awesome. he brushes them. So he like became a volunteer, yeah. um, but he mostly naps with cats and you can see that like these pictures he's oh just like sleeping on the couch with these <laughs> cats adorable. and the cats are all um rescued from like kill sh- shelters so they yeah. would have been killed and instead they're getting to snuggle with this snuggle, man who comes yeah. in and brushes them and takes naps with them that's awesome and it was just really cute and some of the pictures the pictures are really funny oh and he literally just goes in they said he'll like nap for an hour and then he'll wake up switch cats brush it for a little while and then fall asleep with that cat <laughs> Um, you, yeah. know what's, you know what's really Cute. funny? Uh, I'm deathly allergic to cats <laughs> and semi-allergic to dogs. And as you're telling the story, like, I'm literally stuffing <laughs> up right now. And that's how much of, like, a, it, there is something to, like, the mental, like, placebo oh my effect God, you're of so it. stuffy right but now. Is it, is, is, it's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, no, this is, like, there's no cat in here. Um, but I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, but any, any <laughs> allergists, allergists listening? Yeah. I, I want to know what that is, that it could actually be a mental allergy. Yeah, I bet it's like 60% mental. <laughs> um, but yeah, we start talking about cats and I just start like busting out. Sneezing. Like, <laughs> well, sorry, I didn't mean to do that to you. That wasn't my intention. But it was Stories just like... that'll make you allergic. <laughs> it doesn't make you cry, but yeah. you sound like you're crying. Um, yeah, so that was my cute little story about a man sleeping with cats. Love it. Cool. Cool. Well, I believe those are all of our answers to your burning questions for today, even though they're not questions. I really need to change my outro at this point. I'm going to come up with something new. Um, If you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving a review, we would super, super appreciate that on iTunes. And if you have any questions or topics that you want us to cover, you can send us a message on Instagram at Achieve Fitness Boston. And until next time, peace, love, and and muscles. muscles.